destroy you all. Welcome to Coffee and Combos, the fighting game podcast that catches you up with all the big news happening every week in the fighting game community. I'm your host, Tyler, and with me, as always, is Carter. Hey! Was that good? (laughs) Thanks. That was very good. Thanks for listening. This podcast will feature three rounds. First, second, and final. Each round, we will discuss a topic of interest centered around fighting games. Starting off in round number one, we got our first look at Grand Blue Fantasy, and the mechanics seem to make about as much sense as the characters in it. There's cooldowns, tiny girls, cat girls. Please help me make sense of this tie. Then in round number two, I was going to make the trip to Combo Breaker this weekend, but wasn't sure if the distance was worth the trip. But you know, after seeing all those nuts matches, all I have to say is, I probably could have won it. And then in our (laughs) final round... We're going to have another one of those lightning rounds where we talk three things that have plagued mankind for centuries. Samurais, geese, and hitbox players. All that plus listener mail in our Game of the Month discussion. But first, let's get it underway with round number one. Engage. Okay, you need me to help you understand Grand Blue Fantasy, but I'm going to need you to help me understand. Together, as a whole, we will, I think, after this first round, discover what exactly Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is. I hired a group of Nazi decoders, and they are working around the <laughs> clock right now. Jesus they are just Christ. running the numbers. They are going through it. We've almost figured out what this is, what we're looking at. Uh, we're nearly there, Ty. I'm glad that your decoders have sent us a 20-minute video <laughs> of, yeah. uh, of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So we got our first full look at the game. And I will say that I kind of get it now. I'm still struggling. We had a Daigo and Fudo up there, two of our mm-hmm. the, the guys you could have there. Those are the two you want exactly. to have. I mean, both sponsored by side games too, right? Yeah, they've got such a team behind them. But Fudo, mm-hmm. he's just he's just that guy who can pick things up and get it right away. And Daigo is who he is. So it was nice to <laughs> you know be able to see those two have at it. Exactly. Yeah. So we got like a twenty-minute video of the devs from side games and Arxis or whatever. Whoever's fucking working on this game. There's probably so many fingers in this pie, basically. Yeah, they they started, like, explaining each character and how the game works to Daigo and Fudo. And like Carter said, Fudo picked it up, like, so quick. And Daigo was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) He wasn't even sure what he... He's he's right there with us. He's not sure. He wasn't even sure where he was. So we were given five characters off the bat. We were given gran who i guess must be mm-hmm. the main character because er, i think so unless his there's grand blue as well his brother <laughs> or his, <laughs> his dad super saiyan blue oh god is that what's gonna happen is this, this a dvz grand blue i honestly wouldn't be surprised at this point he's another goku nope. in the end but gran he has that fireball uppercut shoto standard sort of style he's the all-rounder yeah Got Catalina Wine Mixer. She's the all-arounder, mid-range poking type. She's like the yeah. fencer style. It looks like. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what her like equivalent to another fighting game would be, and I can kind of think of like Mitsuru from Blaze Blue Cross Tag or 
uh, Persona 4. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's comparable. And then there's, yeah. I don't even know how to say this one, Char- Charlotta. <laughs> Charlotta. 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 Char- it's Charlotta. Uh, she's a small, speedy princess girl. She's one of those small characters that low profiles everything. So everyone's going to love this one. Yeah, we got a Gone 2.0 on our hand. And she has a parry. So I'm sure that will be <laughs> annoying at all. Of course. Then we were given old Lance a lot. He's going to be every 14-year-old boy's first pick. Oh, he is hell yeah. Speedy. He's got that unique air movement. He's wearing black shit. He's looking <laughs> pretty badass. So, yeah. You can Wait, hold on. A... With Lancelot, is he holding his swords backwards? You better fucking believe he's holding his swords backwards. <laughs> oh, okay, good. This I was hoping he would hold them forwards. Ass. No, no, God. <laughs> think this guy's just a square holding that shit forward nah man and then we got fairy who's basically ty's wet dream friggin' whip i'm girl. sorry what <laughs> it doesn't have to be wet necessarily just a dream just whip girl long range zoning based nonsense character with cat ears i'm not like <laughs> stepping on was... toes here by saying that i think <laughs> yeah, that's your type of girl I was trying to think of like a retort to this. Like, I don't fucking play zoning whip characters. And then in Undernight, I played Phonon. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's Phonon to a T. Hey, 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 Dios mio. Yeah, you've you've got a type. I guess so. This uh, this cast of five, it was pretty good, kind of all around. I wish they kind of showed some of the more like wild characters, like the more fantastical ones, instead of like five. Well, I guess Char- Charlotta, she's just kind of like a little baby princess. But these are kind of like, the, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, from what we saw, Ty, these are kind of the, the vanilla flavors of Grand Blue Fantasy. In the grand scheme of things? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, you wanted like Wayne Brothers. You wanted weird shit. Yeah, I want to see what this game's capable of. I don't want to see your standard yeah. showdowns going at it. Yeah, so the, I think this is, like, what we're going to get in the beta, which is coming out on May 31st. So get ready for that, people yeah. who signed up to be a part of it. Get as many emails as you can, as I yeah. did. Because I, if, I, if I don't get in another beta tie, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Yeah, I agree, because I missed out on the MK11 one. I'm damn well not going to miss out on this one. So the characters, they're weird, right? Very weird. So the mechanics, um, they're just about as <laughs> weird. Let me sort of run down what we know about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Please. There are special moves, of course. I'm trying to get on top of this. So there's special moves. Say you throw out a fireball. Let me start over. <laughs> okay. Well, we just stumbled off the first step. But, you know. Right. Ball the horse, okay. get back up, you know. Of course, of course. Special moves are uh, everyone's trying to become simpler when new fighting games come out. So special moves can be activated with a button, a simple button press. So a Hadouken with a, you know, bam, direction and a light punch or something. And Hadouken comes out. But you but, Baby buttons. Yeah, baby button. But if you do the full quarter circle input and do it, you will get a shorter cooldown on your special moves. So in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, your special moves have cooldowns depending on 
when you use them or what kind of way you use them. You can do the simplified version or the input version. Yeah, so the way they've set it up is if you're a baby, you get longer cooldowns for doing your baby. Mm, a baby. Inputs. And if you're a full <laughs> grown-up who can do a Hadouken, you get rewarded for that, which mm-hmm. I think is a good way to go about it because eventually the baby buttons will just not be used. Exactly. The the top people are not going to use those because the cooldowns are going to be what determines the games in the end. But the cooldown thing in itself, I think, is a very strange mechanic. It's like World of Warcraft-esque. I almost seem, yeah, it almost seems like it's like different for the sake of being different. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because like how does how does that work? Do you have like a rotation of skills because you're just going to become managing cooldowns. It's just it becomes yes. It's another layer that I feel in simplifying the game, they've just made a a little mini game that isn't very fun to play. Yeah, so you'd be like, "Oh, how do I know like which special moves are on cooldown?" Well, they're showed under your health bar. So there's like five special skills that you can use that are shown under your health bar that show you how long it takes for it to get back off of cooldown. Yeah, so if you've ever played any MMO, it does it in the same way. It gives it that little countdown mm-hmm. ticker clock and shows you how long till it's up again. But I yeah. just, I, I honestly agree with you in saying that it just feels different for the sake of it. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Also, there's a block button, Ugh. which is, oh, darn. But Ugh. you can also use the direction to block. You can block... Mm. For those MK people coming over, they just can't <laughs> comprehend holding back. But, now correct me if I'm wrong, internet, but I'm pretty sure I have come across the information that if you use the block button, it blocks all mix-ups. So, like, it blocks all directions. But if you use the input of blocking back, it only blocks, oh, you know, whatever you're blocking. God, that's the worst thing I've heard all night. <laughs> See, okay, so I say that it's the worst thing. I've had a bad night. <laughs> God, that's awful. I hope I'm wrong. I really but hope I'm you're pretty, wrong, too. I've heard that from, like, three places already. Damn, so you're just, like, you get to just negate any sort of setup just by holding the block button? Yeah, isn't that kind of weird? That seems, like, I uh, hope baby it's buttons. Like, um, baby buttons are taking us, taking two steps back with baby buttons. Yeah, I hope it's like a uh, Guilty Gear or something where we have like a block gauge and we can only use the button for that long. Or Yeah, punish you, punish them for that block button. Yeah, right? Because that's too easy. Yeah, you hold it down and like a, a mousetrap comes up and slams on your finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, Speaking or of uh, another thing that's too easy, dashes can be done with the press of a button. As if dashes weren't easy enough. I've always found, yeah, <laughs> pressing forward twice to be one of the more difficult aspects of a fighting game. So, of course. I'm glad they really simplified that for me. <laughs> of course. So now I don't even have to think about the input, how I'm going to get to the guy, or how I'm going to block the mix up. <laughs> You're taking the mind out of the mind games, and now it's just games. It, it feels mobile, doesn't it? Oh, God, you're absolutely right. It feels a little mobile. One last thing I want to touch on is kind of, this is where it gets like classic fighting game. You have a bar, of course, like every fighting game. A meter builds up throughout. When it reaches 100%, you get access to your skybound art, which is basically your super. Oh, that's a cool name, Uh, too. 
Yeah, it's pretty sick, right? I was joking. I didn't like oh. it. Oh, I kind of liked it. The Skybounder. This kind of kind of nice. corn, you know. <laughs> Skybound. It's a little corny and cheese, but I'm okay with it. I guess when you step back and look at the game, it just fits right in. Oh, absolutely. So, like in Tekken, when you reach low health, you get access to your super skybound art. That's where it gets dumb. Is that really (laughs) what it's called? It's your super skybound art. Nice. So, that's like extra damage and like a different cinematic, I think. So, are these tied together? Is it the one? Can you use both in a round? So no, so this is how it happens. You gain your 100% okay. meter, but say you have 90% health. And somehow yeah. you gain your 90% meter, or your, your 100% meter, sorry. Then you use your skybound art. That's just skybound art. You gain your 100% meter, but then you get your ass kicked, and you have 10% left. Now you have access to your super skybound art. Okay, so you got to toss both them out of the game. That's, <laughs> that's just one more thing, you know? It's something else, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on this game, and this didn't sway me any more towards it by any means. I like their character pool because it's gigantic, and that just gives mm-hmm. kind of a lot of options. But in right. terms of what's coming to the table, it, it does feel new for the sake of being new, and it, yeah. I'm going to try to hold judgment, but I'm obviously not holding judgment because I'm giving a lot of shit talk right here. But <laughs> I want the, I, I'd love for this game to be good. I just... From an outside perspective, nothing about it's really drawing me in except for the roster. Potentially. So potential roster. You're excited about the potential roster. Is there anyone from the Grand Blue universe? I know you and I aren't, but we don't know shit about Grand Blue at no. all. Uh, but we have looked through yeah. the character list, right? We gave a scan through just because, you know, we like making our wish lists. We like to... Why not? We like to get someone in here and this game is full or this world is full of just ridiculous characters and mm-hmm. god knows what so we thought we'd go through and you know pick one or two of who we think should definitely be making the game absolutely so who do you have as your number one that should be in the game for you his name is galadar and ty <laughs> okay this man giant hammer gigantic shield gigantic Gigantic beard (laughs) this dude is obviously ready to grab people and slam their heads through the floor just look at him he's a beast (laughs) he's the best so if he doesn't get this game i'm not buying it to be honest he's got a giant hammer with like a hook on the end right yeah he's he's the real deal do you think he's gonna like pull people in with the end of the hammer and then like as like a command grab bring them in for close range stuff god i hope so could you imagine he's got That'd like be fucking that, awesome wouldn't it <laughs> that fast like he pulls them in and he drags them up and then you just give him the big old one two buckle my shoe slam them down i mean that's the dream all the graphers out there know what i'm talking about they're <laughs> they're frothing out the mouths just at the idea <laughs> who's your number two um he's a guy i made up cool <laughs> well they have goblins in this game and i was looking through their goblin characters and they don't really have any like goblin-y type characters everyone seems to be like kind of like a fairy like not in like a not in like a mean way like they're literal fairies (laughs) and 
So I wanted something a little more grimy. So I came up with Rat Sponge. He's a goblin, and he has to drink piss to live. <laughs> he's uh, um, he's he's the main character of Grand Blue Fantasy. Him and Gran, they both are blue together. They're both quite sad. You have to moderate this. I love how you had to put in that he drinks piss to live. (laughs) (laughs) That's his defining characteristic. That's what he does. That's his his driving force. Without piss, we'll die. I hate you. (laughs) I hate you. Ow, my face hurts. Okay, who do you got, though? Unlike you, I didn't create a character. You should have. I brought in <clears throat> existing characters. My number one, uh, Eugen. Or Eugen. Eugen. He's a baller with a beard, and he's got a sweet like musket. Oh, yeah. This guy is a badass. He looks I was gonna, fucking I, sick. He was going to make my list also, because Eyepatch is a pretty big outcome. <laughs> that's, the, yeah, that's a high rank that's a for plus. me and what? Yeah, and what I pick in a character. Size before eye patch, I always say, though. <laughs> so, sorry, besides what? Size before eye patch. That's my character selection <laughs> process. Of course. <clears throat> I'm going to pick another one that I think that you will agree with. His name is Tsubasa. Tsubasa. He has a big old blonde pompadour, and he rides in on a oh, fucking motorcycle. This is, the, this is the boy. He's got trumpets galore. <laughs> Trumpets on the motorcycle. You know, he's saying no to weapons. It's all just about his fists, baby. I would, I would say no to weapons if I had that many trumpets. Shit, <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> he looks incredible. Yeah, he looks sweet. He should be the main. Can character. you imagine bringing out no. the motorcycle mid-match? Imagine him and Rat Sponge out on the town, <laughs> drinking piss, playing trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just end it there, I guess? Yeah, I think that's perfect. <laughs> oh, Rat Sponge, what a horrible idea. <laughs> what a horrible character you've created. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry, Ty. <laughs> <clears throat> it was a huge weekend for Combo Breaker 2019. I'd say, what, second biggest North American tournament? fighting game tournament yeah two or three we got ceo up there as well but that's true that's true yeah that they're kind of competing for the number two spot absolutely combo breaker is always kind of like a huge highlight though because you know their auction tournaments are always awesome they always seem to deliver in terms of almost being on time which is huge to say (laughs) for a fighting game tournament seriously almost on time is like being on time almost so this weekend, we have had Combo Breaker 2019, which has been chock full of honestly amazing play from amazing players. I have been on the edge of my seat, basically, throughout all of these tournaments. Because I know. I've been watching like games I didn't know I cared best. about. Seriously, yeah. Like Soul Calibur, Lane Cores versus Rich Sticks. That shit was actually fun to watch. My God, look at these guys. It's so good. 
I'm jealous uh, that I wasn't there, to be honest. Yeah, there were some just insane, insane matches that were going on. But, Ty, I know one thing we both watched was the Guilty Gear Grand Finals. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to bring something up with regards to this. Please. Coaching is bullshit. I 100% would agree because I was way more mad than I should have been when... Mm-hmm. Do you know who... Sorry, do you know who came out to the stage? Marlon Pie. From Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> 3 fame, he was a Sea Viper player, and yeah, you ain't getting past me. I don't want to call him out. Well, it's too late. I did. I'm calling him out because, listen, that's garbage, dude. If you think the player is having trouble, you can't just, like, in between matches, give him a ton of pointers on how he needs to fight against uh, yeah. the Slayer, right? Like, it's it's... If you don't know it at that time, in Grand Finals of all places... You're not going to learn it, hopefully. So just let them do their thing. They are professionals. This is their job. Like coaching, it needs that needs to get under control. I just It drives me crazy when the flow of everything is ruined by just two guys having a conversation about God knows what. Oh, I'm, my God. His name is escaping me right now. I'm trying to look it up. But whoever is Lost playing Slayer. And, oh, no, Day Mendo. That's it. Day, Man, Day Mendo. Day Mendo. D-O-U. He was a total homie and kept his headphones on. Yeah, he's forced to just sit there. Like, he, he could have taken his headphones off and, like, listened to their whole conversation, but he kept his headphones on. He let him do his thing. Uh, just took the headphones mind. off and did a spinning heel kick. Dropped that <laughs> fucker. No coaches. And then we got a real match. Yeah, we get a match between player v player, and if you can't figure out their tactics in the match, then that's on you, man. You should lose, like, right? Yeah, I feel like just outside influences on those matches is so annoying. I feel like it ruins the flow of things, it ruins people's momentum. It, it's an added distraction to something mm-hmm. that's already incredibly distracting. Like yeah. you're, you're surrounded by people yelling. Last thing you need is one guy <laughs> running up behind you going, hey, if you stand here, he's not going to get you with that move. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, it, it throws you off your game. I, I hate yeah. that type of stuff. So that really soured that for me. Yeah, I could just be, like, more angry about it because I really wanted a Slayer to win instead of an Elfelt. But Yeah, that definitely sways you in that direction. But honestly, I turn against anyone who stops a match for coaching. I instantly go yeah. to the other guy's side. Some people don't have access to fucking legions of people to give them information. Like, you're, yeah. you're giving yourself an advantage. It's, it's an advantage. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty b- 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 bogus. It's bogus. So fuck that shit. Fuck you guys. <laughs> 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 Moving on to Undernight. Moving on to Undernight. How do you feel about Undernight? Man, that game is pretty, pretty, pretty fun it's to watch. Pretty- pretty slick isn't it yeah grand finals we saw a do we call her wagner wagner she's not a wagner she's a wagner for sure and and she was going against a spider-man being played by clear lamp sorry red blade Mm -hmm. was on wagner and ty Ty, you were certain that this was going to be another wagner just take it away 
I said I, Wagner's taking it. Wagner is good. The player that's playing Wagner is good. It's over. Yeah, you said Wagner's top tier. And I said, no, Ty, Japan's top tier. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep, once again, choose the country, not the character. <laughs> once again, Carter was right. Carter won. So I just chalk that up on the board. I'm keeping a little bulletin board here of every slight victory I get. Uh-huh. And that's like at least 11. I'm proud of you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> watching Undernight, it's just a, it's a treat. It's, it's a fun game to watch. There's really not much more to say about it. It's, it, it's earned its rising star status. Pretty. I can't wait for Evo. The boost it's been getting from Evo has upped the competition a lot, for sure. And mm-hmm. we're kind of seeing this across the board of games. We're seeing some crazy new competition come through, but I think Under Night's going to be the real one to keep an eye out for in terms of up-and-comers. Yeah, and also Hypo. Also Hypo. Moving on to Dragon Ball Fighters. Did you watch any Dragon Ball Fighters? Ty, I hate that game. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, you're also in my boat. Sorry, I didn't see that you there. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters. I don't know. Who do you think would win? Just think of the first name in your head. First place. Who do you think would win? Oh, Goku. you're right. <laughs> no, it's Goichi. <laughs> yeah, Goichi. He's the he's the man. I really, really was wanting him to do an MK run as well. Mm-hmm. I was way I more invested in his Mortal Kombat run than I was in his <laughs> Dragon Ball run. And you know yeah. you know why? It's because we've seen him destroy in Dragon Ball too many times. Yeah, this is getting old, man. Do something <laughs> new. Real. Start losing or something. You're getting stale, <laughs> winning <losing>. guy. <laughs> I don't mean to be a butt because we top eights, especially in Tekken, are usually the same noticeable names. Top eights need to pick it up. We need some new names. Dragon Ball isn't going to get new names. That game is gasping for life. You think that game's on the down, on the down low? I can't imagine it not being on the down low in terms of that just horrible hit it took in terms of just lack of tournament support. And I just feel like the game's kind of on a lifeline here. And adding more Gokus is not helping. No, absolutely not. No. What else did we have? We had Blaze Blue Cross Tag. Blaze Blue Cross Tag. You watch any of that? Um, I was cheering for the local Burnaby boy, LTL. Well, Ty. Uh, he got seventh. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> play two big body boys who slam on fools. <laughs> That's true. Because if he did, Tagger he, would, might, he might have won. Because Tagger Waldstein, the two big body boys, they got it done again. I love watching Tagger Waldstein. It's a truly a dream team, but honestly, I wanted LTL to take it, but after the patch. So this this combo breaker was played with the new patch of Blaze Blue Cross Tag, and they nerfed the fuck out of Gordo. Yeah, that's such a good thing to hear. I hated watching <laughs> fucking Ruby Gordo. Are you kidding me? But, but they didn't nerf Ruby. I know, but at least they gutted one of them. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Team Scythe is just is now just Team Scythe, team Scythe just, and, and another thing you'll have to pick. Pick up Tag or Waldstein. 
that'll, that'll learn you. You'll you'll become a man after that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Tiger Waldstein. That's truly the best team. Yeah, Tiger Waldstein played by Koji Kog, Kog K O G, Koji K O G, and he beat. Why are these names like? Is it base or? Yeah, B anti anti base B A C A E. I'd say base. Guys, just make your names a little easier to pronounce. <laughs> like just for us, please. Just for us. And he was playing Mitsuru and Yuzu. Yuzu Riha. Thank you. You're welcome. Moving forward, we had ourselves some Street Fighter. You watch Street Fighter? I didn't watch any. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, people. But I watched no Street Fighter Five. I forced myself to watch some Street Fighter Five. Oh, at least one of us took the bullet. Thanks, man. Honestly, Punk is—he's got his ability to hit confirm things that don't seem like they should be able to be hit confirmed is unmatched. That dude's just so Punk took it. Punk took it. Punk beat Problem X. This is no surprise to me. Again, no surprise. Yeah, it's. <laughs> standard affair we got punk on top with his karen doing that same old karen punch him in the air business great it it was yeah it was it was what it was it's like punk is amazing he's an amazing player but street fighter really 5 good, can, yeah. can only get me so jazzed up you know but you know what gets me all the way jazzed up ty ross uh let me guess it's got to be vampire savior <laughs> vampire fucking savior you're absolutely right now we're talking nakanshi nakanishi on the bishimon that's my guy <laughs> he took first place beating aoris's felicia yeah i've never watched a vampire savior game before but i just know <laughs> That Nakanishi and me, we get down. <laughs> uh, sorry, I put you on that on the spot, but that was too good. Honestly, shout out to the Vampire State like community for keeping that alive. That's so sick. Honestly, yeah, this tournament is full of just like way to keep that alive, guys. We got Street Fighter EX two, Soul Calibur two, Marvel's Capcom two, Alpha two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tournament fighters. Which is just great, all eh? That's sorts crazy. of wildness. Don't count out Skullgirls. Sonic Fox taking Skullgirls. Yeah, that dude, he's just a virtuoso. Throw him on any game. <laughs> he'll, he'll come out with some sort of result. And you know what makes me hype? What makes you hype, Tyros? The truly the the game of the month for coffee and combos. Screw the other games. <laughs> Before we brought up my true love of vampire savior. Uh-huh. I gotta I gotta admit I got a first love before Vampire Savior. Oh is that is that Tekken Seven? That's Tekken Seven, Tyros. That's Tekken Seven, baby. <laughs> that Tekken Seven top eight was out of hand. Holy oh. jumping. Really, really good play because you know it's good play when uh I was watching with my girlfriend even who doesn't you know play fighting games or much care about them at all. <laughs> And she was basically like, okay, this is too stressful. I don't think I can watch, is what she said. Man, Anakin, that poor, poor guy. Poor poor Anakin. He had the high ground, and he just watched it slip <laughs> away. 
I had the high ground, Anakin. It was, it was just, ah, he was up two games in winner's bracket, up two rounds. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was win one round. But knee had something to say about that. He had a lot but to say about that. But of course it's knee. Fact. It's knee. Knee giveth, knee taketh away. You can never <laughs> Absolutely. <count that. laughs> so in Tekken 7, yeah, we saw knee playing Geese, Paul, Devilgen, Brian, Steve, and Jin. He took first place over Anakin, who was playing Jack 7. And mm-hmm. I hate Jack 7. Me too. You just can't deny Anakin that victory. I just wanted him to win it so bad. I loved so much when he got up, <laughs> he had to take a breather, he walked to the fridge because he's sponsored by Red got Bull, himself. grabbed a Red Bull from the fridge. They're not paying him down, enough. That was that. Was. Cracked it open. That was amazing. I wanted to go out and buy a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought a fucking fridge. I got one in here. Loaded up. Yeah. It was so good. How many of these can you drink before you die? <laughs> Just four. I think it's four is the, is the tipping oh, point. Oh, no. Realistically, four. <laughs> Call the doctor. And in uh, Pop 8, we saw JDCR and his Armor King, which is always a treat. Hell, yeah. He was looking great, too. Oh, yeah. He was like, man, JDCR, he was the guy I wanted to take this. I just, mm-hmm. there's something about JDCR. He's a robot, and there's something about that robot winning that <laughs> really brightens up my day. Mm-hmm. But we saw a lot of DLC characters. We saw Armor King. We saw Julia. We saw Lei. Uh, right. We saw Geese all on top eight. It was really, really great to see a lot of Lays during Combo Breaker. Yeah, I I have been down on Lei. I really like the character. I really like playing the character, and I just I lost faith in Lei. And mm. I was shown that I, once again don't know what the fuck i'm talking about and i'm a big stupid idiot <laughs> but um i'm maybe gonna go try lay again was there any because we're talking about all these high points but was there any like big upset for you in tekken 7 big upset for me in tekken 7 the rickster loss was heartbreaking mm-hmm. like it wasn't an upset but he had me he if he did the meteor control properly if he'd saved that one meter, he would have had a better chance in that final round to maybe take it, and that would have just been the biggest upset of the tournament. So knee was against the ropes the whole time, and if Rickstead pulled that off, that would have changed the outcome of his tournament drastically because Knee obviously went on to win. Right. He had America versus America finals. Yeah, man, the crowd would have loved that. That would have been crazy, but that is assuming Rickstead got past you know, JDCR and Rang Chu. That's, right. a, that's a tall order still, but... Yeah, for real. Yeah, it was just... It was an exciting... Tekken always manages to be exciting. They're just... Mm-hmm. There's something about the game. It always seems to go final round, final fucking set, final match. <laughs> every time. <laughs> so my heart gets racing. Yeah. And then, Ty, to top it all off... Topping it all off? We had Mortal Kombat 11. And I gotta say, yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. I can't believe I'm so down on this game. It's just not a spectator game. I'm just, like, 
Yeah. The more I watch it, I just, you have to sit through those stupid animations every game. <laughs> you have to watch fucking Aaron Black and Scorpion and Sonya. It's just all Garrus. Garrus. It's all Garrus. Oh my god, Garrus. Yeah, that dude is a. For fuck's sakes. It's Luckily, all like, Garrus. <laughs> like, top eight's showing a little variety, which is just kind of, which is nice, but like. Man, just the top the top characters are so annoying. I look at Garrus and look at Aaron Black and that just like the characters are so much better than Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's tough when you have the Sonya Blades who are amazing, the Garrus who is in absolutely insane, the Aaron Black, and then the Baraka, and then you've got everyone else who decides to play another character. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised at how well people were doing with uh, Cetrion. I did not expect oh, Cetrion yeah. to have any sort of impact, but we ended up getting two in top eight. And I hate that character, and I really don't <laughs> like watching her either. So there's also that. It's just, well, I don't know. You, you kind of have to play lame if you're playing Cetrion, right? It's like you toss out a lot of stuff, and then you come in and try and do a combo. Yeah. It's I don't know. just it she she fills her role absolutely it's just it's it is what it is it's not mm, the most exciting game to watch i don't feel like they like the flawless block system it never looks that great when it happens it looks like the game stuttered or something it, it's just it feels like the spectator aspect of it is all off yeah Alrighty, that is Combo Breaker 2019. Carter, is there any other things you'd like to say about Combo Breaker this year? Oh, um, my favorite moment of Combo Breaker this year was uh, when uh, Tasty Steve tried to start a good-ass Tekken chant and no one chanted it. <laughs> good-ass Tekken. Nothing I love more than a failed chant. <laughs> we, we barely touched oh. on auction tournaments, but, you know auction tournaments were incredible and i love when they keep characters a secret for people that buy in yeah that makes that it awesome. amazing for spectators please keep that that is so so fun but like if we keep talking about auction tournaments man this episode will last like five hours yeah fuck auction tournaments <laughs> oh shit that's my hot take to end this round carter are you ready for the lightning round, round, round. I hope so. We haven't really defined what the lightning <laughs> round is. It's just kind of... So, the yeah. The lightning round is basically where I gathered up a bunch of small stories, uh, something that I thought were topical for the week or week and a bit that have passed since we have done our podcast, and I'm just going to blast the Matt Carter and see what he says. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, Capcom Fighters has issued a statement on Twitter about specifically diversity of controllers during tournament play. Would you like me to read their statement? Um, yeah, give me the give me the Cole's notes. While Capcom respects the diversity of the controller, <laughs> we feel that the use of the controller gives the competition an advantage that does not follow the spirit of the Capcom Pro Tour. We, in close consultation with the Combo Breaker tournament organizers have concluded that we cannot accept the use of a controller that does not conform to the Capcom Pro Tour spirit at this event. I would read on, but honestly, it's th that basically sums it up. The Hitbox Controller. So the Hitbox Controller 
was not outlawed. It was Daigo-specific hitbox controller. Okay. It was the Gaffro box. That's what it was. So Daigo's controller, the major difference is that his left and right buttons, uh, they cancel out when held at the same time, and the last input Mm -hmm. will override the first input, where a normal hitbox doesn't work that way. Okay. Irregardless, hitbox controllers are fucking cheating. (laughs) Good, because I wanted to ask you. I said, what do you think about different controller use in tournament? There's people who play on pad. There's people who play on stick. And then there's the hitbox controllers, which are like a different enlarged pad. Or it's even, I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe. It's hard to even call it a pad because it guarantees perfect input where a pad does not. When you press mm, forward mm. on a pad, you might be pressing down forward. You, it, wherever your thumb's placed determines it. When you press mm. forward on a hitbox, right. you're guaranteed it's forward. That's the, it's that button every time. So right. it, it guarantees perfect inputs, which I think kind of goes against the integrity of fighting games because that's what execution is, your ability to do mm. the inputs. You kind of you still have to make all the inputs on your own. Like That's an argument people give, but... It's inputs that are impossible for people on pad or stick to do. That in itself, I think, is unfair. Yeah. So things that it can do is it can give you air fireballs in Mortal Kombat. It can give you pre-buffered charges in Street Fighter, which is what Daiko uses it for on Kyle. Which, <laughs> right. like, like, that shit is cheap. That like No way around that. Because you can't physically go left to right with a stick as fast as you can just tap a button. Right. And then in Tekken, you can do all that crazy shit Super Akuma has been doing. And like, that shit looks cheap too. So, you know, so fuck that. So you're telling me that I should go out and buy one right now? <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying is that I really want one in Hitbox. Please sponsor this podcast. What I said about you guys being cheaters, I take it back. You guys are all about integrity. And please. And I think me. everyone should use a Hitbox controller. Thank you. Thank you, Hitbox. You're the best. Everyone, buy a hitbox. <laughs> quick yes or no from you, real quick. Do you think there should be a sort of tournament standard for a controller? Yes, yes. or no? Guaranteed. Okay. I think, I think they're, yeah. I know you told me short answer, but I'm not going to give you one. I'm going to give you a long, drawn-out <laughs> answer. Mm-hmm. It's just, where do you draw a line? When? Why can't I draw my inputs on a touchpad? Why can't I have a glove that has like all my buttons on it? It just it, it it opens up the floodgates for all these stupid peripherals, you know. Like right now we have the mix boxes. It just it where do you draw the line? It's impossible to police. So the only way to really do it is to say none. Kablamo! There you go. That's the no controllers ever. People control Tekken with their mind. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Fuck! I can't wait. Uh, moving on to like totally dope news, and I just want to hear your. Reaction to this uh, Samurai Showdown. When you pre-order it, you get the full season pass for free. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, obviously, it's to drive up a sense of urgency to buy the game, which it did. I'm going to buy it because I feel like Hell it, yeah. I, I don't want to miss out. Pushes <laughs> pre-order buys, which hopefully all that money can go towards making Earthquake not look fucked stupid. Just nah, some give me that. It's going to be that. stupid. Give him some more shading. <laughs> Big thing for me, though, is I hate not knowing what's in a season pass, despite it being free. I just hate season passes with the air of mystery to them. 
because just look yeah. at Tekken bowling. Like, that is not what I got into this for. What? You don't like Tekken bowling? You think you're going to get four characters and you get fucking bowling. Like, Tekken what a rug from baby. under you. <laughs> yeah, so I love what they're doing and giving this away for pre-orders. I think that's a awesome. No one will ever do this again. So just kind of jump on. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Your pre-order bonus is usually a hat, so jump on it. Yeah, you usually get, like, I don't know, a bag that says Embrace Death on it. <laughs> Fuck. Get me that uh, bag. Samurai Shodan along with this news revealed the Haomaru and the Genjuro reveal trailers. Um, I know that you wanted to play Genjuro. It was basically like your, yeah, I think that's the guy I'll start with. So now that you've seen sort of like his move set in the new Samurai Shodan, what are your opinions? I'm not doing it. He's not for me. He's 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 <gasps> tall. He's tall. That's for sure. He is Can't tall. Can't uh-huh. that. He's pretty tall. But he's not what I'm looking for in my samurai man, you know? He's Damn. Not, he's not, he doesn't use his height to his advantage. He fucking makes little, what do you call those, Ty? Tapestries appear I and think, he cuts them in half. Yeah, they're like panels, art panels. Yeah, little Japanese tapestries, which he cuts in half. They're hard to, de- yeah. And I really don't like that. I think in this game that has kind of like a cool blood effect and all of this stuff, putting a giant art panel in front of the person when you hit it, uh, I don't know, looks stupid. <laughs> Maybe it ties into lore. Probably, but is his lore that he throws art panels up in front of his enemies and cuts them in half? Because <laughs> that's what I'm getting from it. So that's where you're on. You're, you're pretty cold on Gendruel? Yeah, like I love how he looks. He's a cool looking character. He looks pretty standard. Like he has the uppercut. He has the he has that that shit. You know what I'm talking about? The Shoto kind of yeah. style, the yeah, standard I know you guy. Mean. Yeah. And yeah, just, you know, that's not my type. Not my type, you know. Moving on to the next Samurai Shodan character for Carter. Uh, moving on to the next topic, geese along with a myriad of sort of anniversary gifts. <laughs> I guess this isn't a gift. But Geese in Tekken 7 is getting adjusted. Adjusted. So I think it's safe to say nerfed. Nerfed. <laughs> we don't, nerfed we, to the we don't know exact, exactly what's happening. But we've seen Geese kind of become a problem. Do you, That's the thing. Do you think Geese is a problem? Do you think Geese is too strong? I think the problem with Geese is... He is not super difficult outside of the initial barrier of execution. His game plan is extremely straightforward. You jab the shit out of people. And then you back three and you hit confirm that and you do a billion damage. And see, everyone seems to have this pocket geese now. Everyone can do these crazy raging storm combos. So the difficulty of geese, the initial like hurdle that people had to cross... That's been jumped, so now the nerfs basically have to just bring him back to where he was prior to the execution barrier. Uh, I don't need to say more because I agree. <laughs> yeah, I just he's incredibly safe. He probably has the best wall carry in the entire game. Yes. Extremely high damage combos. He has a parry mm-hmm. that he has a lot high mid and low parry. That's very strong in itself. Meter is a big thing that's been a problem in this game. 
since Akuma. Akuma was overpowered. They had to tone him down. I think Geese is just having his his turn. I don't think it's going to be anything too big. This is his big. day, yeah. Yeah, I think outside of his back three not being hit confirmable and maybe doing something with his jab or his meter, I can't see much else being touched, though. I don't think it'll be anything big. The Tekken team usually doesn't like to, you know, touch it too much. Yeah, you're not going to drastically change a guy so that he's going to be like, you know, dog shit the next patch. They'll make yeah. adjustments. He'll be, he'll feel different enough that you'll have to adjust your game plan. But I don't think that'll be like, hey, he's nerfed to the floor and he's garbage. He has enough tools that I don't think he'll ever be garbage. In the same right. way Akuma has, I agree. yeah, all those tools. Absolutely. That's the end of the lightning round. Damn, how'd I do? Yeah, uh, I don't know. And it's six out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Next up, we have listener mail for coffee and combos. Let's get underway with Colt. Colt. Hello again. Colt here. Thank you for having my question on last week's episode and wanted to get your thoughts on this fighting game pitch. Punches and munches oh. the fighting game based on the beloved podcast series by tyler and carter i love the Featuring rhyming aspect carter barter the Shit. man with a passion for business and an appetite for the organs of his victims <laughs> all right he excels in the up close biting attacks that fuel his inner thirst for organs be careful, because being defeated by Carter could lead you to looking down at your own organs, only to look up and see Carter's beating red eyes staring back at you. <laughs> All right, listen here, Colt. I haven't bit anyone in fucking weeks, so let's <laughs> keep that shit between us, and you know, let's not put it in a game. Put it in there. Definitely put it in there. Uh, and his rival, Tyler the Wheeler, the man with the car. Of course, you know, be sure to look both ways before entering this 2D ring because the chances are Tyler is waiting for you and he's revving up. If the opponent manages to be caught beneath the tires of his Honda Civic, they will find themselves under another or they will find themselves being another victim to his fender bender. Damn. I think so, Ty. I've been watching The Wire, you know, you know, I've been telling you this. <laughs> I know you've been watching The Wire. And I think Colt's got a line on us. I think we're wiretapped. <laughs> Because straight up, I guarantee Ty has at least six hit and runs under his belt. Oh, just, let me continue with the email. <laughs> all right, all right. You know <laughs> to totally just get, I don't want to focus on my driving record. Pre-order now to receive this special rear spoiler for Tyler's Honda Civic and the exclusive frying pan for Carter. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I look forward to hearing the next show. Cheers from Ottawa, Colt. Thanks, Colt, man. Colt, spot on with the red eyes. It's true. Anytime I look at Carter. I'm, a, I'm an olive-toned <laughs> albino man. <laughs> spot on. It's but like, Ty, my God. I wouldn't let Ty drive shit. My Are God. Are you kidding me? You don't even have a car. What yeah. if I told you, hold on, what if I told you my driving record is clean, spotless, no no tickets, no parking tickets, no accidents? Damn, I got rear-ended once and I drove into the side of a lady once. <laughs> and I got hit by a car once. Fuck, I'm, <laughs> I've had a rough go. Maybe Me, I, 
I truly am Tyler the Wheeler. I am like the greatest driver of all time. Yeah, you're like Ryan Gosling in that movie, uh, The Notebook. Don't fucking disrespect Drive because Drive is the best. Yeah, that movie's dope, but you're Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. I'm Ryan Gosling in Drive. Okay, I mean, I'll no, take you're, it. You're Ryan Gosling in First Man. You're Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Thanks for writing, Colt. That was awesome. Next, we have Sean. How's it going? It's your boy here, back at it again. I've been playing a bunch of Tekken 7, and I've kind of settled in with mating Katarina and Miguel. So, now the real juicy question. Smash, Mary, kill. Bob, Negan, Paul from Tekken 1. I'll let you start. Smash, Mary, kill. You got Bob, Negan, and Paul from Tekken 1. The fear is, if you try to smash Paul, he might flip it on you and smash you back. <laughs> You, think? you really got to consider he might reverse smash you. <laughs> He's very capable. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to put a bullet in both Paul and Bob's head, and I'm going to smash and marry Negan. Wow. Ooh, Drastically wow. different yep. from what I was going to say. Yep, I'm picking the Tekken classic and Negan. That's crazy, dude. Yep, we're going to go to the altar. We're going to get hitched. It's going to be good. Well, I'm pr- I'm I'm happy for you, and You're I'm proud to be You're not in the wedding honest. party. I have twelve people I picked. Are you fucking kidding me? I take it all back. I don't like you, and your choice was garbage. Negan's <laughs> not gonna like this. <laughs> Are you ready for mine? Um, okay. Okay, ready your ear holes because here it comes. I'm smashing Bob. Ooh, cushion Bob to the cushion. Is speed and weight, baby. You yeah, know he can apply it's gonna that shit. going to be a good roll in you, the hay. Yeah, you know <laughs> he knows how to use that shit. I'm killing Negan, of course. That dude's a psycho. That's my husband you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm marrying Paul from Tekken 1 because he's going to be with me until the end. Dude will never not be in a Tekken game like he will never not be in my life. You just wait, and he comes home after a few sake bombs and death fists you through the wall. (laughs) Then you'll be wishing you didn't put a bullet in Negan. That was a great question. Uh, Let me uh, sort of rewind back, Sean, because you kind of fucked up here. You said, I'm settled in with maining Katarina. That's a (laughs) no-no. I'm going to say that's a no-no. honestly. Do you want to play the villain? If yes, play Katarina. If you want to be the guy who all your friends hate because you're playing Katarina, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you, you have you have two options here. You can be respected, mm-hmm. or you can play Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> I'll respect the shit out of you if you play Miguel. Yeah, I love all Miguel players. Trust me, I've been down that road. Yeah, I was the villain, and honestly, I made one of my friends rage quit one day. <laughs> Ty's got his like his six months off Katarina badge now. He's doing all right. I'm all right. Okay. He's in greener pastures. You can, Sean. I believe you can make it through this. Yeah, we're here for you, man. <laughs> we're fucking here for you, dude. I loved you in Mystic River. <laughs> hmm. Moving on to Brian. Brian writes in. And he says, "I'm a new listener and really enjoy your podcast." 
I just wanted to ask what your opinion is on different control methods. I know that, oh shit, we touched on this, but okay. we're bringing it back, Brian. I know that Daigo is really focusing on making the transition from stick to hitbox, and it feels like that it makes sense in terms of using the most competitively consistent tools to play at a high level as long as it's not banned. What are your opinions on this? Do you feel like the FGC should focus on sticks for traditional or fair play? Or is it okay for competitors to look for the tools that give them what they believe to be a competitive advantage? Do you think we should separate players based on their input choices? Is that considered cheating? Thanks, Brian. Well, we went into this, Brian. We did, but, Brian. you know, we love our fans so much, Ty, that we read every little piece of mail that comes through our little mail slot in the door. Absolutely. Yeah, I consider it cheating. I absolutely consider it cheating. I think that it is like, I don't know, bringing a tennis racket to a to baseball a, game. So, what? Because like, the tennis racket's way wider, so like you can hit the ball <laughs> okay. better. Right, but then you think the ball would just kind of break the tennis racket? It's like bringing a tennis racket to a ping pong match. Now we're talking. There you go. But then you'd have too much power behind the tennis racket. You'd probably hit the ball too hard. Oh, shit, Honestly, yeah, there's, there is no parallels you can draw between this <laughs> and anything. But uh, He asks a question. Do you think we should separate player base based on their input choices? Uh, no. No, that would be pretty detrimental because that would just become a... I'm the best in the world at Street Fighter in this given parameter. And yeah. That that immediately makes everything mean less. It muddles it all. These are on consoles. So these are going out to the masses. The masses don't have six. So you can't outlaw controllers. That's just the way it's got to be. You can't. It's the way it's got to be. You can't just not let people play because they can't buy a $300 stick, unfortunately. Unfortunately. This is for the rich, this sport. <laughs> Keep those. This sport is for the wealthy. Keep those filthy DualShock users out of my yard. Thanks for writing in, Brian. Last but not least, we have TJ. Hi, TJ Laser here. If that's your real name, that's the greatest fucking name of all time. Hi, TJ Laser here. Been listening since episode nine and was wondering if you two plan on doing any merch. I'd love a coffee mug with the Coffee and Combos logo on it or a shirt. Well, send me your address. I'll send you a coffee mug. Boom. It's yours. How's that feel, TJ? I bet you didn't think that was going to happen. Damn, TJ. You see I'm like that? the fucking Robin Hood of this podcast. This is just me. This, <laughs> this is where we're at the point where we haven't quite come up with any merch. Yeah, like there's a lot of things in the ethos. It's just a matter of like, really, it's just follow through. We have to put up a, put all of our stuff up there and just put it out there to be bought. I'll say the merch is like the third step and we are just about to take our first. So what we would really like to do is go from first to having this podcast format, I think, uh, on a stream where you can actually see our faces talking to each other. I know. <laughs> We're too pretty to be behind by this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of spooky. You know? It's spooky. And then step two would be like, I don't know, regular streams where we actually play games. And, whoa, you can see our faces playing games. And then step three would be 
uh, oh shit, you guys actually kind of enjoy our content? Here, take some stuff that we made. Yeah, realistically, we're talking numbers here. <laughs> it's all it's about all numbers. numbers, baby. When the money's on the table, me and Ty are going to scoop that shit up. We're going to take every one of our fans for all they're worth. T-shirts are going to be premium. They're going to cost 80 bucks. At least. <laughs> they're going to say Carfee and Combos. And it's Carfee and Combos. And TJ, you're going to get the only mug. Just yeah, you. you'll be the one guy with the cool fucking mug, and everyone else will have an uh, expensive shirt that when they wash it, it's too small. See, me and Ty don't have anything because we don't have streams yet, so there's no reason to shill our own garbage, you know? I mean, not garbage. I mean, Expen- I mean great I'm, shirts. Oh, it's the finest of shirts. <laughs> Expect only the best shirts. Merino wool or something. Thank you for writing in, DJ. I hope that kind of helped. You just got a free cup. Like, that's that helped. It has to tie. Come on. This question was, how do I get a cup? He's just got a free cup. Your question is, how do I get a cup? And I give you a cup. I fucking (laughs) nailed the question, I think. (laughs) Game of the month for May. My goodness, it's Tekken 7. What's the update, Carter? Man, it's just a journey through those (laughs) dark woods of. I just feel like I've been lost, and I've been searching for something. Really? Well, mine's like a clear meadow, and I see the end, and I'm ready to <laughs> so I can fight. Well, I'm I'm stuck here with the frickin' Bye Bye Man. Frickin <laughs> you got the Bye Bye Man? He's after the dark me woods. in the frickin' dark wood, and frickin' Slender Man. And, and so, yeah, so for those of you who don't know Carter, whenever he picks up a fighting game, it could be years later, he'll just message me and be like, so I know, like, I used to play whoever. <laughs> but, but actually, this is my new character because they <laughs> kind of make, they kind of suit me better. He has a character crisis every single fighting game months or years after the game has come out. It's, it's, it's never-ending. This is a constant with Carter. So. But, Ty, but? We, we have settled. I've seen the light. Mm-hmm. I know what I have to do. What's that? Lucky Chloe. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) I'm playing Brian. I'm playing Brian. (laughs) I'm playing Brian. (laughs) Of course you're playing Brian. Of course I'm playing Brian. I put too much time on that fucking guy, and he really lays into him after the the whistle, and that's kind of... That's kind of your style. That's kind (laughs) of my style, right? (laughs) Cheat to win. Just beat the shit out of them after the whistle has been blown. I'm a, I'm a real Eddie Guerrero type. Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> oh, fuck, I miss that guy. What Me a baller. Too. He is a true baller. How's the how's the Anna going? Are you Anna's still, going great. Are you still making planas with your Annas? I am. You know, I used to be the Anna with no plana. Now I'm the Anna with a plana. Mixing you up from the low crouch, bang, high, low, mid, low, mid, high. You know, I'm doing all that good Anna shit. See, the way I've been... Beating Ty is changing my character every game. Yeah, that fucks with me. That fucks with you. And <laughs> I want to be a character specialist. That's like my dream. I want to specialize so much, but I can't stay on something. It's like, mm, mm. it's a vicious cycle, but honestly, that's the cycle that's going to push me to victory, and it might be the cycle I have to go down. It's a. It's not a quite vicious, but it's more viscous. Like, it's, it's hard viscous. to get through. Yeah, it's, it's like a... It's like a 
it's like a molasses type of it's like a cycle. thick syrup yeah I, mean, I feel like i'm walking through a cycle of syrup <laughs> uh, anything else to close it out about tekken 7 game of the month um tekken's the best game on the market go play it um i'm really excited to kick your ass in this game and shit it's the end of the week Oh my goodness! Yeah, fuck. It's we we play our first to five like in four days. Friday, Friday. Five days. Yeah. So you know, ready yourself because <laughs> I'm a little worried now. Yeah, things might things might get shaky. Who knows what I'm playing? I think I'm playing Bride. I hate that. You know, I hate when he does this. I hate when he says, oh, yeah, I'm playing Brian. Then he goes, I don't know, maybe I'll play fucking Armor King out of nowhere or some bullshit. Oh, my Armor King is sick. Uh, my God. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Combos. We'll be back next week for more Jihusi fighting game news. Our intro music is done by the incomparable at AM Aeroplane on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Coffee and Combos. Combos. You can follow me and at Tyros CC. Carter. You can follow Carter Ch- Carter. Where? Cardi Combos. <laughs> Very good. And our website is coffeeandcombos.com. If you have any feedback for the show, send it to listenermailcc at gmail.com. You know where to find us, and we'll see you next week. You win. Perfect.